Welcome to the Probate Podcast, where we talk about all the things you didn't know you need to know about probate. My name is Sherry Lund, and I'm so glad that you're here. I want you to understand the process and to know what to expect because it's going to make things easier and it's going to save you money. And I'm here to show you how. All right, today I'm having a conversation with Michelle Mitchell. We're going to be talking about Medicare. She's going to help you navigate through what some people call the Medicare maze and the Medicare puzzle. Michelle has been an independent insurance agent in Texas since 1999 and recently became licensed in Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Florida. She focuses on four areas, life insurance, health insurance, Medicare, and retirement planning. Michelle has 15 years of experience with Medicare, and she's passionate about educating people on their health care options. I actually met Michelle at a workshop that she had here in our area, and I was blown away with the information that she shared. She established her agency, Right Track Financial Incorporated, in 2020. Michelle is from Texas. She's lived in the Conroe Woodlands area since 1999. She's an active member of the Woodlands Rotary Club. She enjoys volunteering for the Houston Rodeo, and she recently ran a half marathon. Michelle is married, has two sons, and a one-year-old grandson. Michelle, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about your background. What brought you into the insurance field? Well, you know, like you said, I've been licensed since 1999, and this is kind of a silly story, but it's my story. When I was 17, I was on the school bus going to school one morning, which was not a good time for me, but I was just kind of staring out the window and I saw this farmer's agency in one of those little strip shopping centers, you know, and I was looking at it and I saw the guy's name across the window and I thought in my head, I thought, how does somebody do that? Because I didn't have a whole lot of encouragement to do anything like that at at that age. I was, I was lucky to get out of high school. It was very different in college, but I just, I saw that a seed planted in my head because it was another 15 years later before I actually made the move. And with the birth of my second child, I didn't want to miss everything, you know, having to go to a job. So I wanted to be home with him and have something I could do from home that Mm -hmm. would allow me to have the freedom. And Mm -hmm. I found it in insurance. I actually did try to become a farmer's agent, but I became an independent agent and I've been loving every minute of it for the past 23 years. Can you tell me a little bit about what an independent, I've heard other people say, I'm an independent agent. Can you just describe to me what that means? Yeah, that's the same thing as being a broker. Behind the scenes, you have a lot of companies that you can choose from. Like State Farm or whatever. My wall back here, this is all my companies that I have to offer when it comes to Medicare Advantage plans, supplements, drug plans. So I'm not just going to be focused on one particular product. You're not saying, tied to one company. Right, right. I can shop. Got it. Well, that's what good you to know. I do. Yeah. So there, just to be clear, there are people out there that offer Medicare programs, but they may only offer the one for the company that they represent, and they may not have all the other options that you have to offer. Right, right. I normally contract with all of the top companies, and that really is about 13 to 15 companies a year. And when I tell other agents, oh, I've, I've got 15 companies, they just can't believe, you know, how do you do that? How do you keep up with it all? As well, it's, it's years of practice, I guess, you know, when I first started out, I had one or two companies and then I added a couple and added a couple, you know, you should always have an opportunity to look at all your options and then make your choice from there. 
Yeah, I'm an options girl. I'm happy when I've got multiple options and I can make an informed decision that way. I feel better. Yeah. I feel safer maybe knowing that I have options to choose from. What What's a typical Medicare client look like to you? Do we Do we start at 65 or what does that look like? Well, you know, I've had clients come to me at 62 to my workshops and they're just they're in my book for the next three years and they'll call me every six months or I'll give them a call and just kind of check up with them. And I have one client that I just wrote him about two months ago. I've been talking to him for two and a half years because he was so worried about getting it done and getting it done right. And what do I do? And, you know, am I missing anything? He just wanted to make sure of everything because there's so many aspects of it that people don't know. And if you miss it, you missed it. Right. You know, and it's going to cause problems later on. I have clients that are turning 65 or just becoming new to Medicare because they're losing coverage at work or retiring. You know, they're in their seventies or eighties, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I have clients too that are under 65 because if you're disabled for you know, two years, then you're allowed to get onto Medicare, which allows me to work with them as well. Okay. I didn't realize that. Good to know. Great resource. So like I said earlier, people talk about Medicare as a maze or a puzzle. What is it that you do that helps people to navigate that and to make that onboarding process easier? Well, for example, in my workshops or in a one-on-one -on -one sit down, I present the same exact information and it's the four parts of Medicare, A, B, C, and D, how they all fit together, how they all work together, what they cover, what they don't. And then we go into, you know, what is a Medicare supplement? Because that's completely different than the Advantage plans. And then there are separate drug plans. There's all these different parts that people don't know which ones they need, which ones they have or they don't have and how they work together. A lot of times people will think that they can have an Advantage plan and a Medicare supplement at the same time. And that's a big no-no. You can't do that. But sometimes people end up with that and it just doesn't work. So I just help people figure out the parts of Medicare. How do they work? You know, when I went to your workshop and you were explaining all these pieces and how they fit together, I'm sure my eyes glazed over in my head because I innocently thought, naively thought that Medicare is another form of insurance. I will have a copay. It will be just as it was with our other insurance. It's just for senior citizens. Like they know what senior citizens deal with. I thought it would be, you just check this box and you go from this carrier to this carrier and it's that easy. And I, I was dumbfounded at your workshop and I appreciate you doing that and providing that service. Oh my gosh, I just learned so much there and it's really saw the value in what you do. I tell people when they come there and they're, they're kind of comparing their group coverage they have at work or sometimes the teacher retirement or their individual plan that they have, they try to compare that. And I say, okay, you have to leave that building. You walk out that door, you close it. We're building a great big brick wall between the two of them. <laughs> and we're walking into a completely different building. They're not like at all completely different. Yeah. yeah. And so to have a guide is really, really helpful. What, so what's it like when you show up at someone's door and maybe you don't show up at their door anymore? Maybe some of your calls are on Zoom or do you like to go to their? I really like to get elbow to elbow on a table because it's much easier for me to explain all their options on paper. I draw it out. I can see it in their face, you know, if they understand or they don't. It just is a lot easier for them to understand or for me to explain when we're face to face. Right. I bring my computer. We look up doctors, look up medications, everything. That's usually some homework that I do before I even go to an appointment, but sometimes they like to see it themselves. So I do like face-to-face. -face. 
every once in a while, my, my current clients, they'll call me and say, I just want to switch to this plan. What do you think about it? We'll talk about it on the phone and they'll tell me, just do it. You know, they don't need to see me again because they already, they're already in yeah. the, you know, in the system. Right. So, and talking about just switching and just doing it, aren't there timetables within like when you need to sign up and if you don't like your plan or want to change your plan for whatever reason, maybe your health has changed or your situation has changed and you need to change from one option or one program, aren't there windows of time that you can't just willy-nilly do that? Is that correct? Right. Right. There's a whole handful of different time frames. The annual enrollment for people that are wanting to change their plan for the following year is October 15th through December 7th. That's what we call annual enrollment. And then their plan is effective on January 1st. So for all of those people that are already in a plan that maybe just didn't make a change, they still have from January 1st to March 31st, that's called open enrollment. They have a chance to make another change. New to Medicare or losing coverage Moving from one service area to another, those are all very different, all different. So if I move from Houston to Georgia, that would change things? Yes. You have an enrollment period. Oh, wow. Okay. Period of time to change your plan to a plan that's in that state or even from county to county here in Texas. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Can you talk a little bit about the first time you enroll and around your birthday and the importance of enrolling on time? There's a seven-month window, where it's three months before, the month of, and the month after that you have to get your Medicare, your Part B. When you take Social Security, normally your Part B comes along automatically, but sometimes it doesn't. So you always have to, you know, kind of keep track of that. Part A comes automatically when you turn 65, pretty much no matter what, unless you don't have enough quarters. So you have to know you have enough quarters to get it. There's a lot of different aspects to it. But if you don't enroll in Part B when you're eligible and you don't have credible coverage otherwise, like your company coverage, and they're not all credible either. So you have to know, is is your company coverage credible or not? You have to know that as well. I've, I've had clients that went for five or six years on their company plan that wasn't credible. And now five or six years later, they're trying to get Medicare Part B and their penalty is humongous because they didn't have credible coverage. Even if you think that you know what you're doing, it's a good idea to talk to somebody and just get the advice. Right. So that leads me to my next question. For those of us that are approaching this season, are there some things that we can do as individuals to be proactive in getting our things ready so that the onboarding process is easier? Well, I think anybody that's that's coming up on 65, you know, at least four, five, six months prior, contact an agent, hopefully an independent agent, hopefully me. <laughs> Uh, contact an agent that you can talk to and just get some advice. You know, if you're still working, if you're working for a large company, that's most likely going to be credible coverage. 50 people, 50 or more is your normally credible coverage. But, you know, if you're coming up on 65 and you just want to make sure if you're coming up on retirement and you're going to lose coverage at work, a couple of months prior is a good time to start the ball rolling. If you know there's some sort of change coming up that's going to affect your health insurance, just talk to an agent. Even if you think you have it under control, it doesn't hurt to talk. I don't charge for information or to sit down and talk. I've driven to Galveston or Beaumont, driven there just to sit down because they're so they're so upset because they don't know what to do and they don't know how to work the computer and they don't know how to get online and do these things. I drove out to Galveston, like I said, a couple of weeks ago to help a lady sign up for Part B. And I just wanted her to, to not feel the stress. And that's really the purpose of the podcast here is for me to bring in resources, professionals like yourself that can help, that I can introduce to our community that are credible resources 
that can help alleviate the stress. Collectively, we're creating a community of professionals that can alleviate those stressful transitions. So in working with you, what is a heartache that they could avoid? I mean, you mentioned driving to Galveston, but I guess what I'm hearing in what you've already described is you have all this information in your head and in your conversation with them, you're trying to figure out where they fit in this. It's almost like a pinball machine. Like, It comes down and comes down and comes down to finally a few plans seem to really be highlighted for them. It's not a cookie cutter thing, is it? No, no. Every single person is going to be different. And sometimes I'll have a client call me up or or somebody off Facebook that finds me somehow or a a referral. So, oh, my, my friend told me about this plan that they have and it does this and this and this and this. So, okay, do you know what plan they have? No. Do you know if they're on Medicaid or low income? I don't know. Do you know what doctors they have? No. So I say, okay, let's back up a little bit and just give me the names of your doctors that you can't live without, medications that you're taking on a regular basis. Do you need dental right away? Do you wear glasses? Do you need transportation? You know, what's going on? You know, we're not allowed to ask for health conditions, but is there any special doctors that you, you need to hang on to or anything? Like that? And they usually just give us information anyway. Sure. So take all that information and I tell them, I, say, I put all this in a big funnel, you know, mm-hmm. and it all in the end is going to spit out a couple of plans because number one, they want to keep their doctors. Sure. Number two, some medications are very expensive and you want to make sure they're covered. Mm -hmm. Then I go and I sit down with them. That's the homework I'm telling you that I normally do before I go to an appointment. And then I go and I can sit down and say, these are the plans, two or three plans that your doctors are in. This one right here is the one that I would mostly recommend because you needed all this dental work or you needed the transportation for this plan. You know, we, we go from there to pick a plan instead of having to look at hundreds and hundreds of plans. There's at least probably four or 500 actual plans behind me here. Now we're looking at two or three plans. And then I I also tell people, please do not call the numbers on TV. You know, do not. Because first of all, the phone calls will never stop. Don't go online and put some requests for information because those are all for specific companies. The number on TV, and that's going to a specific company. When you talk to that person on the phone, all they want to do is make a sale. All I want to do is make a sale too, but not at the cost of the client having problems later on. That's just not the right thing to do. And an example, a client that I had call me up, I don't know where he found my number, but he was, I could hear him crying. He was literally in tears. His voice was shaking on the phone. He says, I don't know what to do. Can you please come help me? So I, I drove to his house and sat down and I mean, he still, he was just had constant tears in his eyes. And I sat down at the table and he had, I think it was at least six insurance cards on the table, all from different companies. Oh, no. I sat there and I said, what is that? What's going on here? And he goes, I don't know. I don't even know what plan I have anymore. I don't know which one I have. And as we're sitting there, I can hear the TV in the background and it's another commercial. And I stopped him. I said, have you been calling the commercials on TV? Because I just call them to ask them questions about what they're showing. And every time they start asking questions, they'll ask, oh, well, what's your birth date? What's your address? What's this? What's that? So we can find what's the best plan for you. And he ends up with a new company. And, you know, during annual enrollment, you could apply with 10 different companies. It doesn't matter. You can apply and apply and apply and apply. Whichever one is the very last one is the one you're on. Okay. Okay, On December 7th, whichever is the last one in line is the one you're on. Anyway, I said, okay, let's just stop for a second here. There was one card there that was a retirement plan. 
that he had retired from some company, the city of Houston or something. And I said, what is this one? He said, well, that was my retirement plan that I had. And so I took a look at it and it was the best coverage a person could possibly wish for. He didn't have to pay for it. He had no co-pays, no deductibles, open network, PPO. You know, it, it was because he worked for the city of Houston for 40 years or whatever it was. And if you go onto an Advantage plan, one of these, and it, it will kick you out of your retirement plan and you can never get back into your retirement plan. Oh, man. We sat there on the phone. I was there for about four hours. Man. I, I called his retirement plan. We went through and through and through. I was able to get him back on it and kicked all those other companies out. And I told him, turn off the TV. <laughs> no more TV hey, for you. Oh, my God. Oh, and he was really in tears back on his retirement plan. That was the best thing he could possibly do or oh. have. And um, he followed me all the way outside to my car, opened my car door and, you know, was just as happy as he could be. And I got the story that I could tell people. Yeah. Of, of not to do. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. I've heard about those commercials and how confusing. And when you have a question, it seems, you know, harmless to call the person on the phone. And I guess we expect them to be knowledgeable or whatever, but we don't really know. And maybe they're paid by the hour or maybe they're paid on commission. We don't even know that they know anything about Medicare, but they're getting our normally, information. Those are normally seasonal employees as well. Mm. They just hire hundreds and hundreds of people to answer phones and they're reading off a script. That's all they do. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's super helpful to have you handy. And also when we were talking the other day, you mentioned that like some of the regions, I believe like Texas Children or Houston Methodist, those are local to our area. And so going even to Dallas or somewhere else in Texas may not be appropriate. Is that right? Right. So you you buy it, you, you get into a plan based on where you live, pretty much the county that you're in. Okay. Okay. But, you know, if a person's traveling, even just to Dallas or even, you know, to another state, New York or California, wherever, Florida, if, if you have an emergency, you're covered in any hospital or urgent okay. care. Okay, good. Yeah. So, I mean, a person's not going to go on vacation to Nebraska and go see a primary care doctor. I guess I was thinking there. about those commercials because they, they ask for your address because they need to find one that's in the area that you're in. So that's right. justifiable, but still that you don't need to be giving them their, your address. Right. They want your address too, so they can start your application. Right. Right. Yes. So what's a common question that you hear from other people about Medicare? Many of my clients, they'll just, they just want me to tell them what's, what's the best plan. I don't know what the best plan is yet. We haven't talked about your situation. Just like talking about one person saying, well, my, my friend has this. I want that plan. Well, that might not be the best plan for you. So the best plan is simply the best plan for you, which is very specific based on all those things, you know, doctors, medications, what you want, what you need, the added benefits as well that, that you might want in plans. So I'm a, we were recently traveling and got a rental car and, you know, there's budget and there's dollar and there's Avis and there's Hertz, you know, there's different levels, I guess, of cars that you can expect with each one and maybe different levels of service or whatever. And so what I'm hearing you say with this Medicare thing is that I don't get better coverage just because I can buy into a better plan or it's not as easy as tell me what the best plan is and I will take that one. That's not necessarily the way it works. No, no. There's one little caveat to that. And that is, you know, you have your Medicare Advantage plans. And I, when I do my presentation, I tell people, you know, on paper, so there's exceptions to almost everything that we talk about. There's little exceptions here and there. 
but they're not important until we actually have to talk about them. So most of the Advantage plans are going to have zero premium. You know, they don't cost anything to add into your into your coverage. You know, you have your Medicare A and B, and then we put the Advantage plan, which is going to be normally a zero premium, whether it's the HMOs or the PPOs. There are a lot of different plans that have a lot of different added benefits. Co-pays are very different across the board. Plans that are available in your county can be different than plans that are available in the next county. You know, wow. The, the, more, the more outlying counties, the fewer plans that are. And, but then you have the option to also get a Medicare supplement, which is a completely different type of plan than the Advantage plans. And those do cost money. <laughs> and while, you know, I can say they are better coverage, it's simply because there's, there's no network, there's no co-pays, but you're paying a monthly premium. And then you have to add a drug plan on, yet they're not going to have the added benefits like dental coverage and transportation, those types of things that a person might need. So we, like I said, I sit down and, and go over all their options and, you know, what they can afford, what they're used to having might make a difference to a person. Right. Basically, you know, just, just what they, what they really need. Boy, it really is a maze. It sounds like it really is a maze. So what's, what do you wish people would ask you about Medicare? I wish people would talk to me sooner. And I wish there was a way that I could get a resource out there for people that are getting into Medicare and, and don't know what to do. Because it's very often I sit down with people that have missed deadlines and now they have penalties and the penalties are forever. Sometimes they're teeny tiny penalties, which don't matter, but sometimes they're, you know, might be even 10 or $12 to a lot of people makes a big difference monthly, yeah. especially penalties that are in the, you know, 30, 40, $100 or more monthly that are going to be there forever makes a huge difference. I was just thinking about this earlier. I have a, a lady that that didn't take her part B because she couldn't afford it. Okay. So she just had her part A, which comes automatically at, at no cost at 65, but she didn't take part B because she couldn't afford it. And I thought, had she contacted an agent or found me sooner, we found each other sooner, I could have put her on a plan that would have helped pay for the part B. We have plans that, that help pay for part B up to $125 a month, wow. bringing the 165 down to $40 a month, which probably would have worked for her. But now she's got a penalty that is much more than $40 a month. Oh, be added on forever. Yeah, that really makes me frustrated to hear those kinds of stories. And that's, that's why for me, I hear people say, I wish I'd found you sooner. And I'm, I'm guessing that you hear that same kind of story. And so this podcast is here to try to get this story out to more people and, and have them share the stories. What's one thing that you want people to know about Medicare insurance and how to choose a plan? Sounds like finding an independent agent like yourself would be one important step. Yeah, it just all comes back to getting things done on time. Once in a while, I'll have people call me and they'll be so frustrated and upset because they don't know what to do and their time is running out or they think their time is running out. And I like to to kind of calm their nerves and get their information. Okay, when did you turn 65 or when did you or what's going on? Get Find out their story. Calm down. Quit being so upset. You know, the weekend's coming. We'll talk again on Monday. I promise you we're not going to miss a deadline. And it just really touches my heart. I can hear them breathe on the phone. You know, they just kind of settle down because, yeah. you know, it's not stress is not good. It's not know, for, for anyone, right. much less people of Medicare age and what have you. Yeah. Some people have a lot of health problems that, that they really can't handle the stress. And I just I like to take that off of them by letting them know that I'm here to help and we're going to yeah. fix it. 
you know, going to yeah, fix it. You're on their team and they don't have to do it all by themselves. And it is scary and it is, it is a big deal. And you're talking about your health for Pete's sake. So yeah, it's a big, big deal. So Michelle, how can people find you? How can they find you online? How can they reach out to you with questions? Well, my agency is Right Track Financial. So my website is righttrackfinancial.com. Of course, www.righttrackfinancial.com. My phone number is 713-515-3196. I don't have the typical nine to five hours. I have people calling me at nine o'clock at night, which is perfectly fine. I like to take any burden off of people. If they need to call, call me. I am on LinkedIn under Michelle Mitchell. And then I'm also on Facebook under Right Track Financial. And then my email is msagent1999 at gmail.com. Perfect. I'll put those in the show notes as well. Do you have any other workshops coming up? I don't have any workshops coming up right at this moment. I, I may start them in about a month. But if anyone out there would, you know, like either a one-on-one -on -one or maybe have a small group or even a large group of people that would like to hear my presentation about Medicare, I'd be happy to sponsor a luncheon or sometimes we'll set up a, a taco bar or a little ice cream social kind of thing just to get people together and, and hear about how the Medicare works. I'd be glad to Dude. sponsor it. Things. So like a neighborhood group or a church group church or something group. like that would be great. Yeah, great yeah, idea. Yeah. Great idea. Well, Michelle, it's really been a pleasure to have you, for me too, to learn from, but also to know that I'm sharing you with our community and our audience that's growing. Thank you so much again for making time out of your day to be here with me and to share what you know with us. I really hope people will reach out and call you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That's all I have for now. New episodes of the Probate Podcast will come out on Thursdays. I also have a free public support group called Houston Probate Support on Facebook. You don't have to live in the greater Houston area to be a member, but I'd love to have you join me there. I'd love to have you join me on any of these platforms, including this podcast. And I'll share the links of where you can find me in the show notes below. I'm looking forward to us connecting. See you next time. And remember, you matter.